Somehow it felt even worse in this place, this inhospitable hell. Boris shifted the truck into drive and the vehicle began to rumble. Matfey fumbled for his seatbelt, numb fingers finding the old lap belt. The truck had been waiting for them in Omsukchan when they had arrived, the local garrison ostensibly glad to part with it for someone of Boris's rank. They had kept their distance, though, Matfey had noticed, possibly resentful of the change in rank accorded a supporter of the revolution like Colonel Pasternak, Matfey thought. Possibly. It is a strange name for an organization such as yours, is it not? Boris asked, shrugging as though it were nothing but a minor conversation point. Limited people? Matvey smiled. Of course, Colonel Pasternak, glorious hero of the revolution, would not have heard of it. He was a tool of the previous state, after all, and possibly even a tool of the one before that. It's a quote. Matfi said, pulling off his gloves and forcing his chilled fingers up against the hot blowing air coming out of the ventilation system. From Solzhenitsyn. Unlimited power in the hands of limited people always leads to cruelty. Matfi clenched his fingers together experimentally. Even the two minutes spent out in the snow while waiting for Colonel Pasternak to finish his business had been foolish. He should have waited in the warm cab but he hadn't been able to resist a chance to stretch his legs and look at the sky. It was a privilege long denied to the people he was about to see, after all. Boris just shrugged, again, aimless, as though the quote held no more significance for him than a line of English from a brainless Hollywood movie. If you say so, Boris said. Matvey wondered if the colonel was being deliberately dense in an attempt to avoid discussion of the quote's significance to their present mission, or if he truly was that uncaring. Matvey landed on the latter after only a moment's consideration. He had been traveling with the colonel for many days now, and was well versed in the man's lack of concern for apparent cruelties. Up there, Boris said and Matfi followed his pointing finger to see a tunnel entrance carved into the mountain. Two soldiers waited there, a guardhouse with its ineffectual wooden barrier barely suggesting an impediment. They opened the gate without even stopping the truck, already informed of its imminent arrival. Matfi watched the guards with a little contempt. Trained dogs, that was all these men were. Cruel and not particularly bright, enforcers of an order long gone. These men were a ruble a dozen, expendable and pointless in the new order. Their day was done. They simply did not know it yet. Or perhaps they did and simply did their jobs from force of habit. The truck rumbled into the darkened tunnel, the lights casting shadows on the wall as they passed. Boris held his silence as they entered a massive cave, a hollowed-out middle of the mountain. Darkness was not the word. Floodlights lit the space, a conical rock chamber big enough to house a small stadium. Here, Boris parked the truck, in a row with two others. Snow from the outside world lay fallen in piles where it had dropped from under the chassis of the transports. Matfey was the first out. Boris took his sweet time. The colonel seemed less than impressed with the installation, Matfey thought as though he had been to places like this before. 
It was an impressive feat of engineering, Matvey supposed, though ultimately useless now that its primary purpose was about to be undone. Finally. A man, with the bars and stars of a lieutenant colonel, hurried up, seemingly out of the nowhere of the darkness. Matvey took his place next to Boris, respecting the traditions of the military ground upon which he stood, though those traditions were about to be rendered pointless. Colonel, the lieutenant colonel said, saluting. Pasternak returned the gesture, and Matthew wondered if these idiots ever grew tired of constantly paying homage to one another, kissing each other's corpulent asses. We have been expecting you. His brass nameplate read Markovic, and he was in his forties, hair slightly graying at the temples. This is my colleague, Matthew Kropin of Limited People. Pasternak said.